All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, this is Joel Farabee, and you're listening to Nasty Knuckles. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Derek Nasty Sutemeyer and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What is happening, Nasty? What's up, Rigorelia? This is it. This, this is, is it. it. No men's it's league last day. week. Nope. Couldn't talk about it. Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday. What'd you think of Snoop Loop and Dr. Dre? One of my favorite Super Bowl performances of all time. Well, I, up listening to those guys, uh, specifically it was. It was. Snoop, Dr. Dre, and Eminem. Yeah. Oh, uh, I would have liked to have seen Eminem have a little bit more time. I agree with that. Yeah, he was one of my favorites. That's just uh, me. But, but uh, nice to see the... The, the hip-hop community being represented. Yeah, and, and you know what, man? There there weren't a lot of people sitting down. Like, you could see the people dancing when they would go to, like, the shots of the, you know, stands. And I thought it was I thought it was good. But, I thought so. I mean, they're playing know. the hits, right? I mean, yeah. everyone knows so at least, well, 80% of those tunes they I, played. I was proud of Snoop for not slipping because, you know, some of the words, some of the F-bombs. Right? And, yeah, and, and he Dr. did a great right? job. I mean, yeah. yeah, man. There's like, a lot of F-bombs, yeah, in, those, lot of F-bombs uh, in those songs. And, <laughs> and they, they, they found a way through that, yeah. which was impressive. But, uh, yeah, it was I, I loved it. Yeah, so. me too. 
me too one of the best the uh, best performances well say performances it was the best like uh, for me just like growing up listening to them i thought it was like in, in my wheelhouse anyways my 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 favorite don't laugh at me was prince because i'm a big prince yeah guy. i yeah, love yeah, you his, gotta appreciate his that. one i thought his was awesome it rained it was like the only time it's rained at the super bowl yeah yeah uh but his but anyway that was my second favorite for sure yeah um what's going on what's going on right now bud uh well the uh, the flyers are still losing games uh which is not yeah. overly much of a shock at this point. Uh, yeah. More injuries added to the list. Right? you got Risto now on the uh, yeah. the IR. Seven days, maybe just moving around some money and yeah, getting him fresh for, for next week. Uh, but uh, we haven't talked about uh, Danny B. Yep, congratulations to the little guy. I know it's a few days old now, but yep. uh, it was a day after our last episode. And, yep. Uh, obviously, we know Danny really well, and yeah. we talked about potentially being the general manager of the Flyers, and I, obviously this is just kind of, say, laying out the red carpet for somewhere down the road uh, that he will eventually be that. But special assistant, quite yeah, the name, quite the never term. Never heard of that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess when you already have two assistants, you yeah, know, right, yeah. maybe you just try to find something Special different. assistant, he's right? He's special, yeah. he's special, but he, he's a great guy, and um, he loves the game, and he works oh, yeah. hard at at everything he does, really. But um, I know he's worked really hard uh, building the main um, team up there in, in uh, Portland, Maine, um, and he takes it seriously. You know, 100%. like he, he's 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 just one of the he, – he was the same way when he played. Yeah. Um, puts everything in 110% and um, uh, best of luck. You know, and I think in the end he will probably move up, whether that's Chuck giving him that job and Chuck remains president, however it works out. But I think at, at the um, – very soon you might see, yeah. you know, hopefully uh, the little guy. It's a, yeah, the GM. exactly. It's inevitable, and it, it's not like he just like all of a sudden became a special assistant. He's been he's been grinding for yes. some time quietly. Like how many years was he just following Homer around? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. You know, with Comcast and the back office stuff, and just the, the the business of hockey. And then I guess it's been three years now that the Maine Mariners have been in existence, and yeah. he's been running that show and and doing some stuff with player development too, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so uh, obviously a great hockey mind, but he's been. He's been grinding, man. Yeah, and, he you has. Know, he's paid his dues. Yeah, I agree. 100%. You know, in this second career, his like, you know, some guys get bumped into to coaching jobs right away, even before they've coached. But you know, and and that that can work obviously because some people know the know the game. They, you you went right into coaching, but you knew the game. Um, but he's paid his dues, like you said, and and um, it's nice to see. You know, then kind of give him something to keep him around, For so sure. you don't lose him. Yeah, because. You know, he didn't get the Montreal job. I actually thought he was going to get it. I thought maybe um, there was a good possibility. But, uh, you know, there's going to be other jobs opening. And if, if you don't, yeah. you know. You got to dangle that carrot. Yeah, you got to try and keep him. Because, um, you know, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people saying, like, get away from uh, old flyers. I'm like, why? Like, he's a guy that's paid his dues. He works extremely hard. He knows the game. Like, He's a great guy to like have here and yeah, well, you know, well eventually respected. take over. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, doesn't just understand the game. Like he's again, like he's worked so hard on the back end, learning the business side of things. I understand all general managers have to know know that, but right. like um, you know, outside of being a, a class A guy, class A player, I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, why the hell wouldn't you want him? Yeah. You know, he's represented Philly well on the ice, off the ice. He's professional. Um, yeah, I get it. You can't keep hiring Flyers alumni for every 
role. Right. Um, you got to get away from that a little bit. But and I think the Flyers have done that. You know, yeah. they've gotten away from, you know, um, everybody in the organization being Flyers guys. But, you know, he's just special individuals, whether he played for yeah. Buffalo or yeah, you know, wherever right. else. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's definitely a Flyers guy and um, again, paid his dues. Mr. Uh, Playoffs. That's right. God, he could Performer. score, boy. And Performer. he he was playing. He's a smaller guy that was playing in in a tough right. the, the era. Still a tough oh, era. Yeah, man. It was it was uh, you know, for him to score the goals he scored. And he, you talk about uh, this week's guest, Joel Faraby, like getting into greasy areas. Danny B got into oh, greasy yeah, areas and did, scored yeah. the goals. And prick. He, yeah, he was man. Yeah. He was not easy to play against. You know, he wasn't the biggest guy, obviously, but. He never made it easy for anybody no, uh, that he was going up against. So, again, congratulations yep. to, to the little guy, uh, Danny B. Um, Claude Giroux, yeah. how much longer do we have here? I don't know. It was an interesting press conference today, right? I mean, I'm not even sure why the hell they even had one to begin <laughs> with. Uh, from what I saw, it was – I don't know if it was keeping the flies away and getting him to stop asking questions about what yeah. G's fate is, but – he comes out and says that he's never had a conversation with Chuck. He's just focused on the Flyers, which I appreciate. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a flyer. Yeah. I always see him as a flyer for life. But, you know, interesting times for him. Uh, he calls his own fate. You know, if he wants to move, he wants to move. He's going to move. Uh, but it sounds like right now, according to him today, that he's we're just here in the moment playing for the Flyers, which I respect. But right. uh, something tells me, some tells me that, like, He's he's gonna get moved. Yeah, or he, I mean he's gonna choose to get moved, not well, just randomly, obviously. But um, I don't know. That's just me. What do you think? Yeah, and selfishly, I w- I would like to if he's gonna get moved, which I do think he will be moved. I would like to see him at least get his thousandth game here. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that's easier said than done because you know, God forbid. Yeah. You know, you have a deal lined up. You let him get it if he got hurt. You know. Right. Uh, hopefully, obviously, I, I hate even saying that, but. It is something you, if you're you the have to GM, think about it. You have to think about that. Sure. I mean, if you have a deal lined up, you know, I, I would like to see selfishly him him get that thousandth game here. I agree with I that. Hundred percent. Um, he's gonna be missed, buddy. Yeah. You you, you know people hard to replace those types of guys. It, it really is growing up in the culture of the Flyers. Uh, you know, being a captain for so long and he's and a just, special player yeah. that people just for some reason will. Don't give him the. Some do. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do. There's a lot of people. But some do not give him the credit he deserves, and you know. Anyway, he'll be missed if if he does go. Hey, maybe we there's something we don't know, or you know, maybe ends up staying, which would be great. But uh, we'll see. We will see. see. Also, quick congratulations to Peter Laviolette. Oh yeah, Lavi. Big win last night, and he got it against one of his former teams, Nashville. And uh, and and nasty, you know. Last week we we talked about the great one and his yes. brother. Yes. Being, Sorry. Being being, being the, uh, a brother combination of having the most yes. points, but we do need to clarify because we did have one of our our fans reach out respectfully yes, to correct us. Yes, I I actually met two brothers, not knowing not meaning the Sutters, which had six. Right. But he was right. He was totally right. I actually did know that stat, but I meant I didn't want to confuse Frank. You guys got to yeah. know two brother combo, two brother combo. Yeah, the combo. So that's my mistake, and thank you. Uh, he was very respectful in, in saying that, but um, that's what I meant. Yeah. I meant Brent and yeah. Wayne, hundred percent, right? But uh, it's still amazing. <laughs> Brent's four points <laughs> yes. contributing to that total, right? Oh, it's hilarious. But, but uh, just wanted to address that. Yeah, uh, we try to pretend we know it all. Yes, we don't. Nope. <laughs> we do make don't mistakes. Know much. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> much. 
but I uh, appreciate uh, you pointing that out, and uh, we were honest uh, with correcting that. Yes. And Nast, it is time for episode 62. Let's do it. Presented to you by Cureleaf Medical Marijuana Dispensary, 14 locations in Pennsylvania. Recently opened the Wayne location. Awesome crew. Uh, very knowledgeable staff. Uh, check them out, cureleaf.com. Is that the sizzle? <laughs> what the fuck Ep- was that? <laughs> Episode sixty further, Episode sixty-two. Let's go. Let's go. All right, welcome back. I'm Riley Cote, and I'm Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week, we are very fortunate to have our good buddy, first round draft pick from the Philadelphia Flyers, 2018. Mr. Joel Faraby, young Beezer in the cut, as Hazy calls you. What's up, brother? What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, God. Thank you for coming in, man. What's going on? Not much, man. Uh, yeah, last couple of weeks, just uh, trying to rehab here and uh, hopefully getting pretty close here. So hopefully get back in the lineup soon. But, um, yeah, but not much going on. Just, you know, focus on the lift, uh, getting the legs back and trying to get back into shape right now. Nice. Yeah, there's nothing fun about being injured, eh? No. It's like the psychology of it all. Yeah, honestly, I, I wish I wish with my type of injury that I could just play through it. Uh, yeah. Because how much I hate just not being around the boys. Like, that sucks, man. Not going through game day. Like, uh, you know, it kind of sucks with our setup here because we have our practice drinking jersey. So on game days, I don't even really see the boys. So yeah. that, that's kind of tough. But um, hopefully not too much longer here. Good. You know, you, you do what you can. So um, you know, just fortunate to... Fortunate to, you know, be around, but um, like I said, you know, hopefully be back pretty soon. Yeah, it, it just, uh, I mean, we can talk about it, but it's just been a shit show of a year for everyone. I mean, here in Philly uh, with a team and decimated with injuries, man. I mean, like you just look at you, Hazy, uh, Coots. Go down the list, I mean, right, you just go yeah. down the list. It just, it just sucks, man. It, it screws the year up, but, but you're right, man. We, we've talked about this before with uh, with injuries, man. When you're the injured guy, like a lot of times when, when I was still on the team, injured guys came in early. Yeah. So you kind of – you might catch guys coming in, but you're leaving and you're like – you know, you almost feel like you're not a part of the team, which I think is crazy. Yeah. But is that I, still the case? Still yeah, the, I mean, yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, we're in early. Um, like on practice days, I'm usually finished with my skate before the team skates. Yeah. Um, at least today that was the case. Um, you know, obviously every, each day is probably a little bit different. But, yeah, it, it does kind of suck. Um, you know, you, you come in and you know, uh, the good thing, <laughs> I guess if it, it's not really a good thing, but, you know, to have as many guys hurt, um, you know, I think just, you know, having Hazy with me. Yeah. yeah through right. injury and stuff like that. Um, you know, guys like that, that really help. Um, you know, I think if – if I was the only guy hurt, it'd be it'd be tough mentally for sure. Oh God! Having, having some guys to you know to go through it with it is you know, definitely a huge help. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you you don't want to you don't want to miss games, and you know you, what you signed up for is, is to play. So it, it does suck when you're you're out of the lineup. But um, you know the, the best thing to do is just try to be a good teammate, support the guys that are playing, and you know and just you know do what you can. Yeah. Might there be a uh, silver lining in this? I mean, you know, obviously no one wants to get hurt. Is there anything that you might be able to take away from the injury itself, uh, whether it's learning about yourself, you know, dealing with adversity, and, and then maybe finding a way to come back stronger? Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, not that it's a good thing, but, like, in, a, in an 82-game season, um, you know, to get some time off to, to rest the legs, I, I think definitely helps. Um, you know, I wish I could play every game, but – when you do get the the chance to you know rest up rest the body it does you, you do feel a lot better coming back at least for me 
Um, you know, and I think also just, you know, being away from the rink, um, you know, as, as much as I have, um, you know, just, uh, you know, 21 years old right now. So it's, it's nice to kind of learn, you know, living on your own. I think with the COVID season, um, it honestly felt like college, you know, you're with the guys. Like, so that, so really this is my first year where I'm kind of just living on my own and, um, you know, doing, doing everything on my own. So. Um, I think that that was great. I, I've learned a lot about, you know, trying to find hobbies, you know, stuff to do away from the rink. So that, that, that's been great. Um, you know, hanging out with some young guys that, you know, maybe are heard too. Tyson Forrester has been around, so I've been hanging out with him a lot. That's cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. You get to connect with the, the young guys that are around and, and, and do stuff like that. So I think that that's a huge help. For, for me, I, I hate just, you know, being alone or, or going home and yeah. doing nothing all day. Like, I, I love just being around the guys. And sure. Yeah. Definitely, you know, obviously it helps a lot. Yeah, for sure it does. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, going back earlier to earlier in your career, um, I understand that your, your father's from Philly. You had a connection to Philly. You actually uh, enjoy watching the Flyers growing up and, and all that good stuff. So to, to be drafted by the Flyers and play in the organization, obviously, must be some sort of a dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so my dad's from Warminster, PA. Okay. Which is not too far. Yeah. My um, His mom, my grandma, she still lives there. Nice. Oh, cool. Which is really great. Yeah, she gets to watch the games. Um, but you should have seen my dad on uh, draft. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Like, like my dad doesn't, like, he doesn't drink much. He doesn't, he kind of, you know, he's, he's pretty quiet. But on draft day, like, once I got Letter drafted, he just. Yeah. It, was it, was, <laughs> it was in one. Yeah, it was so funny, man. Like, he was jumping oh, all around. That's and, like, so awesome. Before the draft, too, like, um, you know, kind of in my head, I was like, yeah, like 14 to Philly. I, I think that's kind of where I'm going to go. Like, honestly, I really like their interviews, everything like that. And my dad's like, ah, like, that would be so sick. Like, yeah. And then it, for it to actually happen yeah, is, right. is another thing. But no, so great. Uh, just to share that with my family. I, I think, you know, I grew up watching Flyers. Um, you know, my, obviously my dad, he, he's, a, he's a diehard Philly fan, everything. So, um, you know, it, it couldn't have worked out any better. Yeah, All right. That was I saw I saw the, I remember when they came too as well to a game, but uh, I saw some video of of them watching the game, and your poor mom looked like she was gonna have a fit. Yeah. Man. She was. I think she was worried about you. Worried she about was your excited. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah. It, it, see, my mom is like. It's my mom is so protective, like she doesn't want anything to happen to me out there. And then like my dad and my brothers are like, "When are you gonna fight somebody? Yeah, 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 right? like, yeah. When are you gonna do something out there?" And so it was, it was kind of a funny uh, the, the balance that came, that came with it. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, what was your dad and your brothers saying when you grabbed Felino when we were in mini? I was still with the team, and I remember you you went in to, to take up for a teammate and it gotten hit right in front of the bench. Um, right? Matt yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. And um, I just remember like fuck. Like I, I had known you a little bit anyway, and and everyone loved your the way you play the game, uh, which is obvious because you've played 107 games and got a new de- a six year deal. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. by the way, um, <laughs> which is amazing. I don't. We were trying to figure out is that a record like for a guy to only play so many games and and get a great deal, which you you deserve. Um, but I just remember you going after uh, Felina, who's a who's a, a big, big man. Guy, yeah. He's a big guy, and and um, I just thought Jesus just protect yourself for one you know just because he's so big but i just thought the balls on this guy, like, and that's that's what leaders do and i know you're young you're, you're, you're getting into your third year but we talked about this as well like definitely see you as as a leader especially in the next uh, few 100%. years and you probably do you think of yourself that way now maybe um yeah I, I think right now i just try and you know do like the lead by example things obviously you know we have some great leaders coots g uh, hazy, you know, you, you can go down the list. Cam, um, 
but I think just my first year to have Jake, G, you know, Niskin in those guys to yeah. really learn from them and like see see the work that they put in. Um, you know, it, it opened my eyes to what actually being a leader is. Like, you know, you, you come up and everyone's like, oh, you got to be a leader, be a leader. But like, what, what does that really mean? Like, yeah. But, you know, just doing the little things, um, you know, being able to speak up when, when the time's right. I, I think G does that great. You know, he, he's not barking the whole time. He, he knows when to pick his spots and yeah. when to get on guys, which is great. Um, but back to the Felino thing, that that week was was really funny for me. So I fought my f- my first fight was against Peugeot in Ottawa a few days before. Yeah. And then I fought Felino, and then we went to Winnipeg, and I got a three game suspension. So in all in one week. Oh, right. Yeah. So oh, it w- get some street right. credit, man. Yeah, 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 get some yeah, street, street credit. credit. <laughs> is that all right, Dad? Yeah, hey, right, guys, yeah. is that cool? Yeah. But uh, the Felino fight was actually uh, that was one of my coolest like. Uh, First NHL moments. I, I don't know what game that was for me, but it was early, and um, you know it happens. I kind of, obviously, I knew who Felino was. I know he's, you know, he's really tough, but just in the game, it just happened. Whatever, I grabbed him, and he kind of let up, which was, was was really good. I fell down on my knee, and he stopped punching me. But the coolest thing after was he. Uh, so the period ended, and then we, we came out and got back in the box after, and he, you know, he yelled down to me, and he was like, "Hey, like you, you good, brother?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for, you know, not." thanks for uh, letting up and he's like uh, he's like no worries man he's like uh, i love that I, I respect the hell out of that that that's that's really cool yeah and i was like that, that's, that's, that's really, really yeah that's, that's really awesome. neat because i think for me like you know playing against the best players in the league is awesome like playing against ovechkins you know sid and all those guys is really cool but for me like what i really enjoy about the game is is like the heavyweights like i love playing the guys that are super tough like yeah. like sam moran that we had yeah. he, he, like just the way those guys like go into the game and like the game they play it's so hard yeah. and like they really don't get enough credit to be honest with you but i agree um i really like not that i'm a good fighter by any means but like i love the art of fighting like i think it's such an important part of the game and for me just you know a, a heavyweight in the league to say that to me was like, yeah, right, such, yeah, a, such, cool. such a cool moment for that, me. That, yeah. that is actually awesome. But, but Beezer, you, you're, you're so young, you may not remember Riggs, but he's probably not. Yeah, he's probably yeah, still in his diapers when I was slugging it out. He used to sharpen up the knucks <laughs> all, you know, a lot. Uh, you'd enjoyed him. I remember Riles, you telling me the one the one summer, like, I got to, like, not get so wild and, and like, stay in, in these, like, because he's doing all his training to fight, right? Yeah. He had these cops. He had those cops uh, coming from Camden. Cops, yeah. And I'm like, and he weighed at the time 220. Now, he's a toothpick now. He's like a bird now, <laughs> yeah. Beezer. But he was he was 220, but these monsters are coming in from uh, Camden Police. Right. And like he's like, oh, we're just like sparring. And I, so I go up there one time. He's leaving with black. And they're punching each other. They're oh, fighting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude. But anyway, um, I, that, that is awesome that, that uh, Marcus did that. Because, that, that like I said, on the bench, everybody's like, fuck. You know, you just up. Uh, clapping yeah clapping your stick i mean it is a very important part of the game uh, i think i remember after the game i forget where we were going i think we were on our way to winnipeg but um i was getting on the plane and, and chuck uh, walked by me and he's like let's not do that again <laughs> it was just kind of subtle like don't <laughs> do, that again. do that again yeah it was, it was not like you were looking for it right no. i mean it's not like you want to ask them to square off in the middle of the right. ice no. i mean i think the, if i remember the fight correctly he slew footed someone right in front of the bench yeah, right so, and you were right um, there and yeah it was just like a like a breakout kind of and then the puck got tied up at our our blue line or yeah i can't remember but um he kind of like yeah he kind of like slew footed niskanen and he was like our oldest our oldest yeah. guy at the time um so I was like, that was that was the first guy. So I just I kind of remember cross checking him. Yeah. 
And then he snapped his head and he's like, let's go. Like he didn't even know who it was. <laughs> yeah, and I was right. just like, all right, auto shed. Oh man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not my best, but Hey, well, that's, yeah, I'm glad listen, I, man. Yeah. That, that's where as a general manager, you would think that you'd pat the guy on the back and be like, well, awesome job showing up. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean not that you went out of there and again, I challenged Felino yeah, it's yeah. off the face off for no goddamn reason. Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. um, but I, you know, they're building off that, that fight. I mean, I think you have like five total NHL fights and like you, you play a greasy game, you know, or you're hard around the net and you stick up for yourself and um the one fight i did want to ask you about was uh, mark friedman did he just get picked up on waivers when you not too far before you'd fought him yeah um yeah he got picked off off waivers maybe like a couple weeks a month before that um and that was at the time in covid where you're like you're playing back-to-backs against the same team right um and i remember so he he kind of he caught me with a clean hit yeah and I, I went down and um and then Jakey came and crossed yeah, right. him, uh, like in my defense, and I was like, no, 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 like I didn't want to be like Jakey's gonna yeah. go fight Freeds. Like yeah. I was like, no, 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 I'll take him. And like me and Freeds have a great relationship, so um it wasn't like I wanted to right, know, yeah, right, right, right. It was right. just kind of if it's gonna be me or Jake, it's, yeah. it's gonna be me. So right. that that's kind of how that happened. But um yeah, I, I I really like I said, I really just enjoy the art of fighting. Um, I don't think there, there's many guys my size in the NHL. Like I, I'm pretty pretty small guy, pretty light. So um, I usually have to go up a class or two if I fight. <laughs> yeah, guy, but, right. Um, yeah, I love it. I, I think when other guys fight, like we have McEwen, he, he's yeah. so tough, man. He's yeah. tough, and it really just brings so much energy to the bench. Oh, it, it really you know, does. It can it? really change the game. So um, you know, it's it's such a crucial part of the game. Yeah, I, I always say to people, yeah, everyone was sitting in their seats when it doesn't matter who's fighting. Yeah, right. You know, like everyone's up. You know, yeah. it just oh, it's and like you said, it's it gives your team a lift, man. And you see guys do it when you get down a few goals or a big hit, you know. But it, it does always get you going, man. Yeah, it's it actually really awesome does. to hear a, a young uh, a twenty-one skill, year old know, actually have this, you know, this this perspective because I feel like. They've tried so hard to get fighting out of the game, especially in the junior levels, putting like the cap on fighting majors and all right. this stuff. I feel like the younger generation doesn't really appreciate, you know, the 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 element of of self policing and accountability. Where to hear you talk like that is refreshing. But you you grew up watching the Flyers, so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's probably yeah, right. it's yeah. probably ingrained well, in your and, DNA, and right? Having two older brothers, I'm yeah, sure right. games got a little rough around the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I do got to ask you, who was your favorite player growing up? Um, I was a huge fan of Patrick Kane, um, you know, being from upstate New York, he, okay. he's from Buffalo, yep. so right. I was always a huge fan of him, but uh, Pavel Datsuk, I, oh, the right. amount of times I watched his YouTube, like, highlight reel <laughs> right, before, like, okay. youth hockey games, I would get so hyped to his, his, <laughs> yeah, his stuff, That's man. awesome. He was, he was awesome, so th- I would say those two, guys, those two I, guys, I really enjoyed watching those guys. Nice, how about Philadelphia Flyer? Ooh, that's, that's a good one, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I watched G. Oh yeah, right. I mean, like he's been he's played for a while. I was pretty young. Too. You, gotta, yeah. you gotta remember, he was like eleven. Yeah, I know. Think about G's been in the organization crazy, fourteen years. I still years. think of G as a kid. I know, not, right? I played uh, with G. That's a crazy yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but even just like the the Richards, Carter, yeah. G, like all that whole era. I, I love that, that that type of hockey. It was great. Yeah, because you see, yeah, yeah, I, I do see a, some Richie in you, you know, like I, I feel like the physical, yeah, just like yeah. greasing around the net there. I mean, we watched a bunch of your goals, and like you're obviously a, a sniper. You got you got an amazing Skill. shot. You can score yeah. from all areas, but like a lot of the goals were in and around, you know, the crease and, and finding secondary opportunities, which yeah. you know perimeter players wouldn't do that, obviously. So there's uh, that element that I could see, uh, Richie, you know, the, the grind, the grease, you yeah. know, that mm-hmm. find different ways to score goals. So. 
Um, I, I got a I got a quick uh, question for you. So so you went to BU the Bean uh, the Bean Pot Champs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, big shout guys. out to the boys. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I actually, uh, I was almost said drafted. I got recruited, and it was it was BS. But the coach at BU when I was a senior in high school actually came and talked to me. So. I knew I wasn't going there. Dude, I was a D one. There was no way. But I did get I did get recruited. I did get to talk to him. Uh, Mike Jarvis was his, the coach's name. But I was going to ask you, um, how was your experience in college? Did you enjoy? Were you able to? Did you enjoy that uh, playing college hockey? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, I I didn't really know what to expect. Like you go in as a true freshman, and you're pretty young still. Um, but being in being in Boston, like Boston's such a good city. There, there's yeah, so much to wow, do there. That's true. Um, the only thing I, w- I wish BU had a football team. I think that would have been – that's the only thing I missed out, I feel like, on college was going to, like, college football games and stuff like that. But, no, it was great. I ha- We had a, a – you know, I came in with a bunch of guys from the U.S. program, um, so that definitely helped. But we actually really – we had a really good team. I think we have, you know, you know Jake Ottinger's playing in Dallas, Dante Fabro's in Nashville. We got we got some really good players. Um, so it was, it was a great year for me, and I, I think just for me I was – you know, coming out of the U.S. program, I was probably like maybe 170 pounds. Yeah. So to be able to just you know work out five days a week. Yeah. And, right. And then you know do For all sure. that stuff definitely helped my development a ton. Um, you know, I think if I went major junior, I don't think I would have got the time in the weight room that I probably would have needed. Right. Um. So I, I I loved it. I love you know college hockey. The the games are so cool. Like you go to an NHL game or even like a major junior game, it's like just fans of hockey. But like college hockey, like it's just the pride and you know the school right yeah with the band it, sure. it adds a different element sure it was, it was so cool that's I, awesome. I remember the the one game i've ever been like nervous for was the first beanpot game i played in really because uh, i mean i i've played in you know big games u18 world championships yeah. stuff like that but when you sell out the garden like and never being in an nhl building <laughs> yeah. you're like looking around the bands playing the student section i remember being because in college they do the the starting lineups everyone's on the goal line I remember uh, Jack DeBoer was next to me. We were kind of looking at each other like, holy shit, like <laughs> this is it. Like, yeah. this, this is, is it, sick. yeah. So I remember being a little nervous for that, but, no, college was great. It was a great experience for me. I feel like I got got what I needed out of it, and yeah. it really helped me, you know, lead myself into a into pro. Yeah, I mean, you're playing college, and, and a year, uh, two years later, two seasons later, you're, you, you lead the Flyers, you know, in goals. I mean, you know, that's pretty amazing. It is amazing. I mean, and, and you're, you, you're still a baby, which is which is great, and you got a deal. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, you're still yeah, yeah. young um, and, you know, in your third season. So um, hopefully we get you back healthy yeah, right. and uh, able to play, you know, play some games here. But um, I, I was going to ask you also, like, what was your uh, – what, what's your favorite building? So, like, in the, have you played in every building yet? Um, Jeez, because COVID, I forgot about that. You got yeah, screwed right. up last year. I, I want to say – Nashville's the only one I haven't played in. Well, you will. We'll be there, yeah, by the we'll way. Be there. <laughs> yeah. We'll be and there. We'll be there, yeah. and you'll be back. Fans will it. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if I'm thinking correctly, I'm pretty sure Nashville's the only one. But uh, favorite building to play in? Ooh. Honestly, I think Chicago for me. Oh, yeah. I played there, like, my sixth NHL game, and it was, like, electric. And yeah. Like, warm-ups is awesome. Um, I put Vegas a close second. Yeah. Vegas is really cool. But uh, Chicago, like, you really feel like just the – the hockey pride and like they love the Blackhawks yeah. there and it yeah. you know obviously they're they're having similar year to us but um you know playing there even just playing against Taze and Kane 
I think was just an awesome yeah, experience. Gainer. It's not, I was going to say, like, I, I, I saw something you had, I saw an interview you did before and, and you were talking about, like, someone asked you about your hockey moment, like you said, like, playing against Sam, but Kaner must have been, like, were you watching him in warm? I oh, mean, yeah. I know I was yeah, there. Right. I was there with you, but, like, it's hard not to watch Kaner. Yeah, like, I know, right? Yeah, yeah stick out like, and just, like, yeah. move around, yeah. And even just, like, like you, you watch him, you see his YouTube and stuff, but, like, playing against him on the ice, you're, like, you, you really realize how good he is. Oh, yeah. man. How much space he creates for himself. You're, like, it's it's honestly. It, it is crazy watching him. Like, he's he's one of the few guys that can come into the zone, not even at full speed probably, but come into the zone because yeah. guys are afraid to yeah, go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he will burn silly. you. Like, yeah. Yeah, he, he's an amazing player. I, I When we uh, did the Olympics, uh, he was he was on the team uh, back in 2010 and even at the World Cup. So being around him for like two to three weeks and watching him practice every day, it's just amazing, man. The the Just his, his mind, for one, but the skill he has yeah. Is, yeah. is obviously ridiculous. Yeah, 100%. I mean – it's crazy. I was going to ask you, like, building off all that, um, you're a skill guy, obviously. Your, your idols are, you know, Patrick Kane and, and Datsuk, uh, extremely uh, skilled players. Uh, I, I coached for the Phantom seven years, and, you know, I was on that side of the fence and understanding, like, structure within the team setting, you know, creating, um, you know, say, boundaries, if you will. But then also understanding, like, some of these structures actually limit skill guys. And, uh, you know, just recently, Martin St. Louis takes over yeah, as head coach. Thinking, right, right, and that. hearing that, did you hear that interview? Yeah. You're talking about that, and it just resonated with me. Like, not that, obviously, I was never a skill guy, but just, like, when you start creating too much structure, rigid structure around, uh, around the game, how you're actually lessening the potential of some of these extremely creative players you played in the u.s national program then bu and then briefly with the phantoms there and then you had a couple coaches with the flyers i mean have you had any experience where you where you noticed the coach's philosophy actually uh worked against your creativity and your skill I mean, I feel like for me, I've been fortunate enough, like at the U.S. program, they really, you know, want guys to make plays and stuff like that. So, and even in college, I feel like I, I had a pretty long leash. Um, yeah. So honestly, I mean, I think with AV, like he, he was, he had his structure and it was, you knew what it was, but I also think, and even with, you know, Mike Yo, I, I think the structure is there and he, he really lets guys play, which you really have to do. And now I you have like to. in the NHL, you if you really restrict guys, like I think like, like young guys even like yeah. i think it hurts the young guys the most I for mean, sure like obviously you're, you want your top players making plays but when a young guy comes up and he's feels very limited i feel like it's it's tough because i think the biggest thing is confidence like it's it's a loose word that's thrown around but like when you're playing with confidence it, it changes changes everything and i feel like you know when young guys come in and they struggle right off the bat it, it, it can kind of hurt them you know it might take them a few years where <clears throat> you know when a coach lets guys play i feel like they they really you know, show who they are and, you know, you can really can see what they can do. Yeah. I, I agree with that hundred percent. And I, I think like the old school coaches notoriously are harder on the young guys and rightfully so yeah, you're trying to, yeah. you're trying to develop them and help them create that structure. But then there's a fine line of like being too aggressive with, with that, that structure yeah. where, 
again, the confidence thing, the, generally the confidence thing comes from the confidence of the coach, yeah, right? I yeah, mean, it's like 100%. the coach sees confidence 100%. in you. Or, um, and it's a, it's a two-way street, I get. But, like, um, like we're going back to what Martin St. Louis says there is, like, I'd rather see the guy try to make a play and, and, and make a mistake or, you know, make the wrong play than, than being hesitant or not instinctive and then, you know, making the mistake the, the other way, you know what I mean, yeah. based on not being instinctive. So I thought, I mean, again, it's, it's kind of resonated with me since I worked with some coaches that were really rigid with their philosophy where they didn't want to allow certain players to make plays. Yeah. I think even the young guys, like, yeah, you got to teach them, but, like, like let them, like, let them be. Because yeah. I think, like, yeah. you're talking about limiting potential. That's, that's tough. That's, that's tough on the player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's no perfect way to do it. No. Um, you know, but I think, you know, like you said, having trust in young guys, I think, changes. And I feel like the NHL has kind of shifted maybe, you know, from when you were playing. 100% and, and stuff it has, like yeah. that where I think the coaches, you know, they're they're still hard on young guys for sure. Like the that's that's not what I'm saying, but letting guys play, letting them, you know, you you watch them, you know, in junior or whatever college, and you, you see that they can make plays. Just I feel like yeah, let them, let them, right? Yeah, hundred <laughs> exactly. percent. It seems like this younger generation, like including you, are obviously there's always skilled guys coming up playing NHL, but like you you, you started playing when you're 19, and and there are younger guys now, but like you made an impact. Right. right, coming away. in the league and I mean, being an impact you, player, you really did. And um, it, it it seems like the the younger kids that are coming in are, are really skilled. And like, are you gonna tell Zegret like you just gotta let it be creative? Like a kid like yeah. that, and yeah. they are. Dallas Eakins is. Yeah, I'm just saying. But there could be some coaches that are like, you don't need to do, you know, and you're you're taking away from what yeah. they're good at and yeah. what they can help your team with. Yeah, and that's why I think like the the new school, newer school coaches or the younger right. coaches communicate better. Right. So it's more of a like more of a conversation. Maybe just be a little more careful making around making a high risk play at that yeah. area of the game. But I think um, most of these younger coaches, new age coaches, are are you know m- evolving the way the game is evolving, which is high skill, right? I yeah, mean, exactly. it's, it's no longer broad street bullies. It's no longer you know like this. Yeah, yeah everyone you know, can this, make plays. Now. Everyone, yeah, everyone can make plays, and and the skill level every year is, seems to be improving i mean it's it's scary it's actually scary how much more yeah, <laughs> skilled is. guys can be but <laughs> seem to be you know see guys like zegris is a perfect example like the, the the all-star game we talked about this last week like like when mario and gretzky are in all-star games back in the day they didn't have skills competitions were they trying to do stuff like that even like blind you know it's like there's just like it's just a different world right of skill yeah michael raffle would always say he'd be like when I, well, he's like, he'd always be like, Beezer, when you're done playing, it's going to be five forwards. It's going to be no D. It's going to be five <laughs> forwards. Right. Yeah, That's right. right. It's, 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 true, it's true where it's oh, going. Yeah, it's totally high offense, high skill. Uh, you know, and then that being said, I mean, um, you know, I, I see you as like a prolific goal scorer. I mean, w- I mean, for you, 20, 20 snipes last year, which is, yeah, I mean, That's incredible. Crazy. Yeah. Um, like, like, and you score different types of goals, as I mentioned earlier. I mean, like, what are you like working on to – to, to keep finding the net. I mean, is it more, sh- is it more shooting? Is it, you know, is it crashing the net more? Like, wh- what is it exactly? Yeah. I, I think for me, like my, my, sh- I feel like my shot can get harder. Like I feel like I still need to build a lot of more strength. Um, you know, I, I'm a pretty skinny guy. So, um, but even just like, I feel like, uh, doing so much video helps me. Like I, I truly try and figure out ways or like what goalies are doing now. I, I feel like the goalie style is you know, really changing. Like, you see that Sisterkin in New York. He's yeah. small, but he moves so well. Um, so I really found, for me, like, trying to beat goalies low 
has really helped me. Hmm. Um, you know, I, obviously it's cool when you go bar down and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Right? Like you see like the real good goal scorers, like it's six inches off the ice. Yeah, right. in, yeah like, that's sure. true. Those are the shots that are going in. So I've really tried to just, you know, change my, my thinking on, um, you know, where I'm shooting and, and what, what spots to pick in certain areas. I, I feel like I'm always trying to look at video and trying to figure out, you know, you know, stuff like that, new ways to be goalies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I know one thing I want to see last summer at Check It for Charity. Joel played on one of the teams. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Me and Riles played in that tournament. Oh, we weren't in your league. We were, just, we were in the C <laughs> League. We were, we were like probably a C League. But uh, actually, Danny Briere was in our new assistant GM. Congrats again. But Beezer came down. I was up in the loft uh, and um, watching, and he gets a breakaway. I actually had it on video. Well, oh, yeah? actually, I got it from the uh, live stream, oh, whatever right, that yeah, thing is. But right. he did the cooch. He yeah. did the Kucherov, and I was like, oh, shit. I got to see it in the game. I got You got to do that in the game at some point, man. Easier said than done, right? Lance has been good at that going five hole. He scored a lot. The paralyzer. Yeah. Is that what you're calling call him? him? The paralyzer. He's the paralyzer. Man. I love it, oh, yeah, That's great. He does, he does that move. Yeah, he uh, fakes the forehand, backhand, five hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... AP and Vinny, are the, the video guys, they're always like, the paralyzer. The paralyzer. <laughs> I, the paralyzer. I can see him. Oh, that's so all excited. Yeah, launch his old man would be losing it. Oh, God. <laughs> Paralyzer. Paralyzer. Where did that come from? Is that, is that a lot? Is that AV. A did AV? In, I mean, AV. I don't, did I, AP and uh, I think, Finn? yeah, AP oh, they, and they, they did. Yeah. All right. Because I remember when I first got hurt this year. Um, That's great. Like, one of my first games out, he did it, and we were all in the video room going nuts. <laughs> we're like, the Paralyzer. <laughs> like, going crazy. That's awesome, man. That that so every good. time he gets a break, uh, breakaway, I'm always yelling you're, it on yeah, the bench. You're yelling like, it? Come on. That's awesome. Yeah, he's good at that. He's really good at that. Oh, that's classic. I was going to ask you uh, the choice on uh, the number 86. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was my first ever number I wore. Um, I don't really remember it too much, but I remember being a little kid at my hometown rink. And um, I remember it was like my first year of like like youth hockey. So like my first year on a team. And I remember they were like, hey, Joel, like uh, here's you got like four numbers to choose from. And I remember just being a little kid. I was like, oh, I want the highest one. And it was 86. 86, 86 okay. I've always just stuck with it. And, That's um, cool. Yeah, I, I, I knew, you know, kind of in the back of my head, if I ever made it to the NHL, I'd love to, to get it back one day. Um, you know, I, at college, we were like, I think we were like 1 to 40. Like, we couldn't have yeah, anything Yeah, so higher. you're 28. Right. Same thing at the U.S. program. Like, you, you didn't really get to pick your number. So, um, you know, being able to, to switch uh, was great. Um, I didn't really know what that process was. I remember, I think I just talked to my, my agent. He asked Chuck, and I was kind of like, is Chuck going to say yeah? Like, he's going like, to yeah. let me switch my number. And he was like, oh, yeah, go ahead. And yeah. like, it, was, it was so easy, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's so great. But, no, I love it. It uh, just reminds me. I feel like it just reminds me of just being that young kid and, you know, just loving the game of hockey. And that's just awesome. kind of just brings me back to that, that first love, you know. Yeah. You, I was going to say, if you didn't go back to that, you just tell G, hey, look. I'll take you to dinner and give me give me two eight. Yeah, I, I knew I knew I wasn't yeah. touching that number, but I thought it was cool. I, when I was in Lehigh, I wore twenty eight. Yeah, yeah I, I saw that. that. Yeah, I really like wearing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, speaking of Lehigh, I was going to ask you that anyways. Why don't you talk about like your your mentality when you got well? You you made the team out of training camp, right? You went to Prague, or or you were the last cut? I was the last cut, right. so I got cut in Prague. Um, yeah, that was tough. I was with Phil Myers. We we both were like the last cuts, um, but I remember just being like really just pissed off. Like I yeah. was like. Because I remember, uh, so I sat that whole week in Prague, and Lehigh played their first two games. Um, so I was like, I, I had already missed the first two games of the year in the A, and I was, I was just pissed. And I was like, uh, like I need to do something. And then my first game, I had a really nice goal. Yeah, and I, um, I feel like I really got my confidence back. I, I feel like 
Um, my first year, I was really just trying to make the team doing anything. And then when you don't, you're kind of like, oh, man. But I was really just excited to go down there. I actually love playing in Lehigh. Like, yeah. the, the facility they have. Yeah, yeah the fan, super nice. Fans are really passionate down there. I, I thought it was great. And, um, you know, we had some great older guys down there when I was when I was there. Uh, Cal O'Reilly, he's still there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, TJ Brennan, Greg Carey. Like, right. some, some really good older guys that were, you know, really supportive and really helped me. Um so I was, I was so thankful for those guys and just, you know, being around. And, you know, I, I think I ended up only playing four games. I went down back at the deadline and played one more, but I love playing down there. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited to go play down there. Um, you know, I, I think I, did, I didn't, definitely didn't want to have that mentality of, like, oh, I don't deserve to be here. Like, I should be up. Like, I, I never thought that one second. I just really That's wanted to, like. important. Yeah, it's huge. I was really yeah. more pissed off because I felt like I had so much more to prove because, um, you know, I, I didn't play well when we played the the, uh, the Switz team when we went yeah. over there, and um, well, I'm not sure anyone played that well. Yeah, that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a that was a tough one of those. One. Ones, yeah, yeah. It was one of those. Right. But yeah, I just I felt like I had so much more to prove, so uh, that's really what I wanted to go down and, and just you know show that when I went down there. I, I remember when we were there and you guys, uh, you know, we're, we're basically sit down, but we were still there. I felt so bad for them because there was like you know we win the game and it's I mean you guys were awesome, you were happy for the team and everything, but it's like kind of sucks man you know they're like you know for you and for you and phil i remember just feeling bad like fuck that's shitty but i knew i i think i may have even said to both of you guys you, you'll be back like oh, soon, yes, yeah. you know, sooner than later and and for you it was really soon um and phil too he, he came a little cup of coffee down there yeah, I, I, I think it's important that even if you're a first rounder that you play i, I think unless you you know like unless it's an obvious like you're gonna play on the top two lines right out of the gate no questions asked like playing a few games in the minors maybe a month or two Ah, there's something that, there's something to be said about that. Even I mean, G played half a year in, in the yeah, yeah. Phantoms. Yeah, like, he was big on that too. I think he, it's just he, like you just learn really a lot about yourself. That. Like you know, yeah. you underestimate the American Hockey League how good it actually is, yeah. right? Oh, I mean, yeah. there's I so many. Good everyone's like, everyone wants to play in the NHL. I get it, but you know, you're going up against grown men, and it's highly competitive. Everyone's fighting for a job, so yeah, um, it made me a little bit humbling too, right? It's like just yeah, to go absolutely. down, just like kind of recalibrate and perform, get the confidence back up. Yeah, and then, exactly. Yeah. Um, I I just like that philosophy again. Unless unless it's just so you're obvious. You're old school. You're old school. I'm old school. Yeah, <laughs> that's a new school. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm adapting to the times. You're adapting. I will say that except for the flow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got the frosty tips, dude. I don't have any frosties. Well, what do you got there? I got I mean, nothing. Cover, covering up the grays. I'm covering up the grays. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. hey, why you got to go after with the grays, man? Hey, I will tell you this, Rig. Something you don't know about him. Me, this guy, me and him are like Mikhail and Bird together. On the on the basketball court. Yeah. Oh yeah. I said during the one day oh, we so we wow. had a, yeah just just it was ridiculous. Like we we uh we played a couple times just shooting around and stuff and it was a bunch of us uh goofing off and I said that he was he's an American so you know these Canadian guys especially the European those poor guys yeah. they were playing you know who went bad was Z Big Zamula Big Z he yeah. wasn't rebounds. bad at all you need he a rebound he'll get you one reba- yeah anyway Starting so picks up? so I said to Beezer because he was good uh, I said uh, damn it you're like Mikhail you throwing the head fake a little reverse layup and then later on he goes he texts me he goes hey who did you tell me I reminded you because <laughs> 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 I was I was telling Frosty yeah, I was telling Frosty I'm like hey Nasty Frosty Nasty like my game Frosty loves the hoops because he didn't play with us that time, but it was funny. He was like, "Hey, who'd you say I was like?" I was like, "You probably don't even know." Who. I said Kevin McHale because yeah. you know, the white guy, like fucking fake, fake, you know. Yeah. But he was good. He's good. Good. Well, I think like his skill, athlete. like you know, if you got yeah, see, if you got like athlete. hockey IQ, I feel like you'd have like basketball, basketball IQ, right? It, I mean, yeah, yeah seen oh, seen yeah. it. I love playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. especially that summer too. Like uh, I, I was here that I think that was before my first year. 
No, this was this was going to COVID. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So I was I stuck around and was just working out, and we had you know a bunch of young guys. So we'd leave the rank and be like, hey, let's go play pickup. It was <laughs> so much fun. Like just Sorry. the yeah. just the cardio. Like even just oh, doing yeah. that, being outside in the summer is so great. I played basketball growing up like every day. Did you really? Did you? Yeah, you can tell you like, played basketball. It's it's uh, you know it was really good. For European chemo teaming. Really? Could just stroke. The, he was just a uh, good all-around athlete, athlete, right? That's yeah. true. He's yeah. just a really good athlete. But, yeah, we had we had fun doing that. He was we, – we were – we ran the table. Did you tell Beezer about the old school b-ball games uh, mm-hmm. around the skates? I probably mentioned to him before, but we used to play with Homer and, and Hexy. Hexy. Homer doesn't realize there's actual rules. I mean, the in pr- basketball, yeah, prison rules, uh, yeah. Street street ball. Ball. It was called the Skate Zone Basketball League, and it was, you know, lost a few couple teeth and <laughs> a couple tillies. Dan, Dean Lombardi ended up with a black eye the one day, <laughs> and uh, I, it was, it was, it was ugly. Yeah, it were some ugly days, but it was fun, and and you couldn't say no because if Homer comes down, yeah, it's right. like, hey, you're playing. Guys are trying to leave. Yeah, out trying the to back leave. Door. <laughs> like before he gets, I'm out of here. Before he gets here, I'm like, I'm calling him because yeah. I'm not going to. Because if no one was there, he made it maybe play one on one. In the like hundred degrees in the middle of the summer, and he's got a sweatshirt on, sweating. He's like slime time. Take his sweatshirt off. <laughs> I'm like, time. come on, man. Like just, just gross. But anyway, yeah. Frosty loves the hoops too. Oh he, yeah, he's big, big Curry guy. Oh yeah, he loves I the see hoops. That. I was gonna ask you. Uh, we talked about G a little bit, but like talk about G as a leader and just in the locker room uh, on the ice because I don't think he gets enough credit. I mean, as, as big as his numbers are and every, you know, all these accomplishments and all these records he's breaking, I don't think the the uh, the average Flyer fan gives him enough credit for how good of a leader he really is. Yeah, I mean he's 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 really just the best. Like I think as I was listening to your guys' episode with uh, Carlo, oh, yeah, Carlo yeah. and he was talking that story where G was getting pissed off in practice. Yeah. And like I, it was so true when he when he said that I was like, that's so true. That's how G is in practice. Like yeah. he's so intense. He hates to lose. Um, he's the one. He's honestly the biggest competitor I've ever seen. Like he just wants to win at everything. Doesn't anything. matter yeah. if it's yeah. whatever, anything. Um, but yeah, just like I feel like you know he's so good. Like I said earlier, was um, you know when to, when to say something and, and when not. Yeah, uh, I think that that's such a, a big part of it. Um, and j- you just see the way he plays. Like he plays so hard, um, especially now. He, I think he's thirty four. Like he's yeah. he's playing like he's twenty five out there. Like for sure, yeah. Four checking hard. I think so. For me, like coming up, I was really amazed by how how hard he works every day. You know the, the work he does put in. Um, and then you add in the fact he's got two really young kids now, and he's yep. still he's still doing it. So right. I, I think just that's a real, real testament to how, how good of a person he is and, and how good of a player he is. I mean, you, you see the numbers and what he's done in, in Flyers history and stuff like that. It's uh, it really couldn't have happened to a better guy. Yeah, it, it's gonna be like it's starting to get down to crunch time here. I'm not sure what today's thing was about, but it's gonna be weird not seeing Claude Giroux. Yeah, as a, for one, as a captain, I know things come to an end. I get it. But he's still a player that produces. Oh yeah, and consistently and consistently. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like you know, exactly. even the year he was hurt, that no one knew he was hurt so bad. He had his his groins, his his wrist. He still had fifty seven points. Balder would know the numbers better than me, but yep. he, you know, and it was an off year for Claude for sure. Yeah. But no one knew he was playing like very very hurt, which yeah. a lot of you guys do. I've seen it twenty five years in the game, but uh, it's going to be weird. Not yeah. having G here, 
you know, maybe today they resign him. I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's going to be odd. I'm, I'm glad, Beezer, you got to play with him, and, and um, you see how hard he works. I, we hear people, like, just I could be at the rink, you know, with my kid and with Elvis, and, and you know, like, well, they got to get rid of I'm like, yeah, 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 why? Yeah. We can why? replace him with what do, you, right? do you understand what you're doing when you yeah. get rid of Like, okay, you're going to get rid of him because he's a free agent, and he maybe he wants to go somewhere, but – you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But but I do say this, and and um, at Chuck's uh, press conference a few weeks ago, you know, you do have to remember we have you, and we have Coots and Hazy. I mean, we're, right? There's a lot there, you know. Like you're an up and coming guy, and and you've already proved your worth here, and it's just going to get better. I'm gonna knock on wood, so I don't change shit. But uh, um, it is still at the end of the day, it's going to be a little odd. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And outside of G, we talked about you know, Hazy and, and Coots and some of these older older guys in the team. Is there anything like as a young guy that really jumps out to you with some of these veteran guys? Because I remember, like, I was a young guy, like, I almost like was living in a bubble, and I, I wish I had paid more attention to some of the older guys and their habits. You got like JVR. I think some of these guys like really understand how to take care of their body, and you know, for, you know, that element of self preservation. Is there anything that kind of jumps out to you from some of these guys? Like, uh, I, actually, just what you just said, like the whole taking care of the body thing. I think even my first year with with Matt Niskanen, and um, you know, like we'd play a back to back, and you know, guys would be gassed, and Matt Niskanen, and you know, JVR and Coots, they're they're in the gym right after. Like it's as a young guy seeing that stuff, and like the work they really put in, like that nobody sees like after games that like in early in the morning when, you know, before guys get there, I, I think that that's the biggest thing for me is what I've learned is you really got to put the work in. Like you could have all the skill in the world. If you don't want it, if you don't want to be the best player, like you're yeah. not going to yeah. be so true, man. Yeah. So just being able to, you know, see, see that aspect of it. Cause you know, coming from college, like obviously, you know, it's, it's obviously a different season. It's not 82 games or anything like that. So just my first year being able to see guys, just how hard, you know, they're working and, like, the lifts guys are doing in season, like, you know, heavy legs, stuff like that, really just wanting to be strong, wanting to be the best player they can be. It, it, it's really helped me, honestly, as, as not the biggest guy to be like, okay, that's, this is what it takes, you know. Yeah. Takes, yeah. How about, like, on the recovery side of things? Like, I know, like, being a young guy, you're always, like, expected to go on for the optionals. And, you know what I mean? There's, like, almost a little bit of pressure for younger guys to participate in some of this. But, like, how much has it shifted the, the, the mentality around, like, listening to your body, actually a f- real focus on recovery? Because I know, like, the older guys, it, eventually it's just, like, maintenance. It's not about, like, getting stronger during yeah, the season, right? Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, f- I still think there's, there's still that, you know, the aspect of the young guys should go out for optionals. I, I think that's still true, but um, – you know, I think, you know, you look at JVR, that guy is a wizard with how, t- how he takes care yeah. of his yeah, body, you yeah, know, sure. um, just the, you know, he's you know, getting guys to, for different things, helping them out. So um, really just taking the time to, like you said, listen to your body, I think is the biggest thing. Um, you know, I, I think for, you know, like guy like JVR, like he um, just the, it's honestly a full day thing for him. Like it takes so much energy and time to do what he does and, you know, for him to, you know, still perform at the highest level. I think it's it's really awesome. I, I it was funny. I so when he left here and went to Toronto, he was on the 2016 World Cup team, right. and his bag comes in from the hotel, and I go to lift this thing. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, I'm buck fifty five. His bag must have weighed one twenty five. I almost like, threw my back out, and I'm like. 
Fuck, I pick his bag up and take it over and I unzip it. And there is shit every. I mean, he's got bands, he's got right. drinks, he's got hops. Like, what is going on? So, size? like, I can't wait to see this guy. So he comes in, I'm like, dude, high maintenance. What happened to you? I'm like, you were just so easy before. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, I got these. He's showing me all his actions. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> okay, yeah. I get it. But you're right, man. He's like, it takes so much time during the morning. Like, when he comes in and he does all his bands, and we talk to him about it, yeah. too. But. Man, I mean, it's it's and you've you've brought this up too, like the flexibility aspect of yeah. of the game now, and, yeah. and and being flexible and not tight. Fun- functional, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like poor Jakey, Jakey's still doing it. He can't touch his toes. He might not be able to touch his damn knees. We always say that to him. I'm like, why don't you stretch at night? I get fucking hurt. Yeah. If I stretch, yeah. I get hurt. I need to be tight. Yeah, yeah he, looked, he, looked, he looked. He looked. He looked really good yeah. against us. I yeah, thought, I thought he looked he was real buzzing, good. Yeah. He, was, he had great legs and. I'm happy for him. He, he's yeah. looked really good. Yeah, he, he so I, that actually perfect lead in. To me, he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. Oh, just, oh, just he's a, a lot of it is because he'll just say whatever the heck yeah, he, he says wants. On his mind, but yeah. like between him and Michael Raffle and even Hazy, like who, who's the funniest guy you think so far you've run into in Philly oh, as far as a teammate? I I think just Jake. Raf and lots, lots together. Yes. Yeah, yeah. together. Well, I had, they sat beside each other. Oh, like, right, oh yeah. my god! It was comedy show. Oh, like yeah, it's it, awesome. the things these guys would say were so funny. <laughs> the inside jokes went on forever. Yeah, like they would say something, it wouldn't make sense, and all three of them would be giggling, like <laughs> stuff like that. So, um, oh man, yeah, those guys. Wow. Rafi, speaking of Datsuk, I don't know if I ever told you this. It, it's better to hear Rafi tell it, but uh, maybe we will when we have him on. Oh, I but think I, I think I do. You know, know what I, I think so. so yeah. He. He hits. He ended up hitting Datsuk in a game. Yeah, and it was accidental, but it like took his knee, like whatever. And and uh, when we got back in the locker room, someone's like, "Dude, what? Like, what did he say?" He's like, "I was like, oh, sorry, man, or something like that." And he goes, "It's okay, Copter. Like Cop he days. knows because the name's <laughs> Copter." And as soon as he said that, the whole room just yeah. couldn't, even, couldn't even hear what the rest of the Come sentence on. was. He goes, "He said, oh, it's okay, Copter. I know it was an accident or something." We just started, he called him. Yeah, he yeah. said that's who called oh, him. Oh, that is so cool. Oh, we were laughing our ass off. Oh, man. Oh. He is one funny, oh, funny yeah. man. Copter. Oh, my God. Oh, hey, man. Hey, my dad bothers him and Lots all the time. Uh, Sudsy texts them. Oh, know, yeah. a, they have a three way text going. <laughs> And it's like it's kind of funny because Lots will send a picture, it's a fucked up picture of Raph, and he'll send one of Lots with sick hairline. You yeah, know, yeah, just yeah, giving yeah. it to <laughs> poor Lots on his hair, like after a game or something. Yeah, and I'm was, like, oh my god. Yeah, Lots and Raph would fight like a married couple. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. yeah it was for so sure. funny. Yeah, but those those uh, those three, they are really funny guys, man. I was gonna uh, just kind of shifting gears and going back to a little more hockey stuff. Um, the difference in philosophy between AV and uh, and yo, I know they oh, they yeah, work together, but everyone's got their little shtick. Um, any big difference there? Um, no, I feel like the the game we play is very similar. Honestly, I think we we've switched up a few things in our D zone. Um, you know, I think with AV, his system was more um, the center was kind of supporting all over. Where I feel like now we're we're a little more, we still have the center support for sure, but I feel like it's more like man on man. Okay. Um, okay. I feel like uh, even just this year, a little bit last year, like some guys were just getting confused. Like there was too many switches going on. So I feel like we've we've really reduced with how much we're switching in the D zone and, and, and uh, you know, really just trying to focus on, you know, stick with your guy, don't get beat to the net and things like that. Um, obviously, you know, with, with so many young guys playing right now, there's obviously needs to be some time to learn. And, 
you know, we have, we have obviously with the injuries, you don't have the, you know, the veterans out there, you know, showing what it should look like. Obviously, we have a few, but um, yeah, I think just trying to trying to clean up the D zone. Obviously, you know, I think every team's have has great offense and can make plays, but you know, you, you got to be able to defend. Hundred percent. Yeah, NHL, you, you definitely uh, do. The new NHL, you know, right? But then on the offensive side of things, is there anything like? I mean, again, it's like everyone's trying to score goals. Obviously, is there anything like that jumps out of you that's like, somewhat different? Because I remember like when we had John Stevens and Peter Laviolette comes in, there was an was obvious, a big a, yeah, a bit an obvious change around the offensive side of the game where like all we practiced was. Generating offensive scoring chances, top of the circles in. It was like you're really teaching offense. Is there any, anything like on that side of things? Is it pretty generic, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's been anything like a crazy change. I, I, feel, I really feel like the, the one thing I, I would say is uh, on our four check, I feel like our F2 is trying to be a lot more involved. Okay. I feel like before, like our F2 would go in, they would move it, and then we just have our F3 and it'd be a three on three. Where I feel like now our F2 is really trying to jump in and, you know, make a turnover, stuff like that. Um, and then just you, you always want guys to you know support the puck, I guess. But like, what what does supporting the puck mean? I think you really yeah, just right. need you need three guys all together. And yeah. If one guy's off, then it screws up everybody else. So yeah. I really feel like we're just trying to you know stay tight, stay stay structured, and you know when you when you do that, you turn over the puck, and then once you get it, you can you know, make all the plays you want. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, Riggs, you were. You were pretty dangerous from circles in. <laughs> well, of course, still am. I know. <laughs> Men's league, he's unreal. Like riding side. a bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. <laughs> oh man. Oh. You got anything? No, we're good, man. Dude, we can't thank you enough for your time, Beezer. Um, get back, get healthy. I know you're close, and also a happy early birthday. This young you. man is turning 22. Oh. Could be my kid. Jesus, you're younger than my oldest daughter. I mean, my youngest daughter, for God's sake. Jeez, bees. That's why they got rid Dangerous, of me. Dangerous, yeah. Get rid of the old guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man, but seriously, thank you so much, man, and good luck. I, I know it's been a it's been a crazy year, but it's gonna get better. Yeah, we know it 100%. is. Um, bright future, and uh, good luck. We'll see you around, but we yeah. do thank you seriously for your time. Yeah, thank you guys for having me, taking the time. Uh, obviously, this year it's been you know not great, but. Be able to sit down and do this is awesome. So, yeah, thanks again for having me. That episode was brought to you by our friends at Fans of Philly, fansofphilly.com. Big trip five weeks away, Nashville. Coming up, boys. Nashville, get ready. Riggs is going to be feeling it. Oh, I was feeling it in Arizona. <laughs> you better bring me. You better bring Why me a you game. Slapped. I was. <laughs> I, I outcompeted you, Nash. You didn't outcompete me. I did. I outlasted you. You were you were fatigued. You wanted to go to bed. Oh my! This is everyone knows this is lies right now. Like, everyone knows. I don't know. That's not true. But Nashville, yeah. Smashville, Smashville. five hundred flyer fans. Five hundred. That's gonna be sick. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Joe does an unbelievable job. Yeah, looking forward. Check to Check it. it out. Yeah, you guys need to join a trip. If you're here, hey, the Philly. weather will be nice too, right? Yeah, I mean, it should uh, be really nice mid March. But they do Nashville. all the they do all the sports, and they they do yep. such a, a great job, man. I saw they just put up next year's uh, schedule for the Eagles. Oh, so beautiful! We got to slide in one of those. Let's man. do it. Looking forward to it. Check them out, fansofphilly.com, and a uh, huge thank you to our good friend uh, Joel Farabee. Bees nuts. Bees That's what nuts. I call him. <laughs> Seems like young bees are in the cut. Stuck more than bees nuts, but. I still call him Beast Nuts, but yeah. uh, he's going to be a hell of a player in this league, and he's kind of proven that already. You know, yeah, he can score. Sucks with all the injuries; he's one of them. But uh, you know, he'll come back. He'll he'll play some this year, obviously, and then you know, see what happens next year. But 
hell of a player. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Great kid too. Yeah, obviously. yeah, I, I really appreciated his his attitude towards it. He's humble, yeah. yeah. He's mature for twenty one years old, and yeah. you know the way he play, plays the game. You know, yeah. high confidence. I mean, I really feel like this guy could be a forty goal scorer. Oh, yeah. uh, honestly, the way he scores and he scores different ways, not just he does shooting off the rush or you know just finding trash on that. I think he kind of does it all. So um, yeah, it's like you said, he he gets into those hard areas too. He plays there. Um, probably how he got hurt too. You know, right. He took that hit, but yeah, he's he, not, he doesn't shy PCD. away from it. That's for sure. And it was pretty cool. I'd never heard him talk about the uh, the fighting part of the game. Yeah, I know, he, right? I was. Uh, he. Super I mean, I surprised. think all players respect it, but the fact that he really like watches it and, and calls it the he, art of fighting. Yeah, the art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. it is an art. Well, for sure it, it is. is. Yeah, but, but to be just to be described that way from a twenty one year old yeah. hockey player is yeah, it was is cool. pretty impressive. But. Um, yeah, no, looking forward to see this guy grow. I think his potential is, you know, is is, is way up there. Uh, he hasn't even played close to a 82-game season yet. Right. So staying healthy, getting more confidence. Uh, you know, obviously, next year will be a huge season for him. And yeah. wish him the best. Yeah, great guy, man. Great yeah. guy, and we appreciate him coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Episode 62 in the books, Nast. Let's do it, man. It's over. Yep. It's over. Baller. <laughs> it's Edit. over. It's over. Check us out next week, episode 63. Until then, stay safe, knuckleheads. See you, knuckleheads. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.